Hey everybody, what's up? That's right, it is time for me to drop the annual holiday disclaimer for our Thanksgiving cannibalism show. In this episode, we are going to be talking a lot about people who either eat each other or pieces of themselves. The jokes are going to be crass, the humor is going to be horrible, we laugh at inappropriate moments, and the stories are going to be disgusting. Anyways, if this is not your cup of tea or something that you are interested in listening to, that's cool, we completely understand, and I strongly recommend that you listen to one of our other shows or just wait till next week when things return to normal or as normal as they can be with us. So this has been your warning. If you are easily offended or grossed out by this stuff, do not listen to this show. Having said that, bon appetit. Here we go. Now remember, we were all very hungry. So my family gobbled on Kizzy's corpse like it was a giant chocolate Easter bunny. <laughs> now I myself preferred the taste of white meat, so I turned on my family one by one. I started with my nephew and shish him with a ski pole. Threw him into the fire, flambés! With all due respect, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop. Wait, no. there's, there's more. My mother's face turned into a ham hock in front of my very eyes. So I grabbed a machete and sliced her into cold cuts. That night, my baloney had a first name, M-O-T-H-E-R. My obese daughter, Charlotte, was halfway through the phrase, Stop, Daddy, stop! When I ran a box cutter up a spine and pulled out her skeleton with one pull. Mr. Folger, you Please, there's the more, bo- please. Then, to stay warm, I stepped into a skin and wore it like a giant blubbery jumpsuit. Uh, enough! My grandson was a smart little son of a bitch. He'd escaped into the woods. Lucky for me, he was easy to track because he was a cripple. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back for your post-Thanksgiving show, which we are going to entitle Holiday Leftovers. And this is, uh, this is our late cannibalism show because we did things a little bit differently this year. Mm. So uh, how did Thanksgiving go for you? What did you make this year? Uh, let's see. We had two turkeys for 39 and a half pounds worth of meat. Uh, I made bacon-wrapped Brussels sprouts with a oh, balsamic reduction. I hate Brussels sprouts. Oh, my God. Shut your devil mouth. Oh, uh, God. They're so gross. They make you haven't had mouth. them cooked right. Oh, I didn't God. like them either. Uh, let's see what else. I made sweet potato casserole. Did that. Yep. Um, what else did we make? You didn't do tacos. We had mashed potatoes. No, I didn't do that. We're, I do have some fucking awesome news for Christmas, though. We're having Christmas catered from a barbecue joint. Oh, really? Yes. You are extremely excited about that. Dude, you have no idea. I don't got to cook shit. I made um, I made the Pillsbury cinnamon roll apple pie this year. Oh, those are so good. The only problem is those I didn't. Those are so good. It, it was. It's delicious. I still have a little bit left in the fridge. Um, it's not the swirly one, which there's a cool recipe floating around on Facebook for that. This is the I know which one you did. Yeah, yep. and you press the cinnamon rolls into yep. the little pie thing. Yeah. And then I put the, ta- the topping of it. I tried to make a whole topping out of it, but it didn't bake right. Everything else baked except for the top. So we ended top up having got to, gummy? Yeah, we ended up having yep. to peel that off. Yep. And it was just the middle of it that was that was all messed up. But it turned out great. It turned out really, really well. It had just the right amount of cinnamon. So when I make it again, I'll know what not to do. And that was pretty much all my contribution was this year. I'm like, boom, here it is. I'm in pain. Have a nice day. Goodbye. You know, I bet you I beat you in one thing this year. What's that? I ate 32 fucking whoopie pies. 32. 32. 
In 32. In a row? <laughs> no, over a span of two days. Oh, my 32. God. You know, and you jump on my case for having Twinkies that I still have not finished yet. So I don't. Dude, I'm not hovering around diabetes either. I am not either. Diabetes. I still have those. I still you're have like, those. Those. You're stories. like John Goodman during Saturday Night Live, <laughs> playing Wilford Brimley. I don't have diabetes, but my doctor says I look like someone who might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do still have the Twinkies that are sitting here. I think there's four of them left. Which um, one are those? Those are the the cotton candy cotton, ones. Dude, those are terrible. I liked them, but it's you're, just too much sugar for my challenge. I'm mentally challenged because I like. Get, Dude, they're not good. Oh, God. Okay. Whatever. They taste of chemicals. Well, I guess we should probably get started with the show here. And if there's Why? three things here at Project Archivist we enjoy, it's eating our relatives and not using punctuation. So we're going to move on to, um, <laughs> we're going to start da, the show da, off. Da. This one comes from IFL Science. I fucking love science. And this is the CDC awesome. has just issued a warning telling people not to eat part of their own body. Again, this is all cannibal-related stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a strange fad among celebrities to eat your own placenta after you give birth. Kim and Kourtney Kardashian, who are dumbasses anyways, did it. <laughs> the first, uh, the X-Men first-class actress, January Jones, who I said sounds like a porn star, did it. Indeed. Despite the fact that there is no evidence that eating your placenta has any health benefits, and I know people are going to send in hate mail about that. But the idea has gone bizarrely mainstream, with plenty of people on YouTube posting videos of how to prepare placenta cook placenta, or even turn it into a milkshake. Mmm, placenta milkshake. And My there is milkshake a video brings here. all the boys to the yard. What are you on tonight, dude? What the hell? Are, are you drinking coffee or... Because usually I'm the no, one that's... No, I like, haven't had any caffeine. caffeine so why are you taking your clothes off? I'm What? what you My wife about? just walked into where I'm recording and she's stripping naked. We could stop recording if you'd want. No, that's fine. Come on, let's go. Let's, I'm not, she's doing this on purpose. There are even more men out there who've made placenta tacos as a recipe book titled 25 Placenta Recipes. You need to get on this and look this recipe book up. Uh, I do? Tw- yeah, do it while I'm reading this. 25 Placenta placenta Recipes. Tacos. Easy. I'm sorry. Am I distracting you from what's going on in the room right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I'm having a hard time. Go. <laughs> Don't she was naked. <laughs> twenty five. What are recipes? Twenty five placenta recipes. You need to find that on Amazon I'll right now. Up, you know. Apparently, one of the re- recipes is for placenta tacos. Easy and delici- delicious recipe cook- for cooking your placenta that has fairly good reviews available on Amazon. There's a link on the article. All you had to do was hit Dude, the little. It's got button three and a quarter stars. Three I'm and a half seeing stars. one, two, three, four, five stars. No, um, dude, I'm on it right now. It's well, three look and up some of the stars. reviews. After I read this, you're going to read some of those reviews. Uh, for those people who would like to consume their placenta without having to follow any recipes, there are also companies out there that will turn human placenta into capsules. You can then take it, again, for no apparent medical benefit, in a convenient pill form. However, a report highlighted, so you can click it, that actually takes you to the report that I'm not going to do from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC for people out there, has now suggested that not only is eating your placenta pointless, it may be dangerous to your child, for your child, okay? In the report, the CDC says that the health officials believe placenta capsules may have caused an infection in a baby in Portland, Oregon. So wait a minute, are these people feeding the placenta back to their child? You need to read these. Okay, we're getting there. Hold on. 
<laughs> the mother oh had her placenta turn into pills by a firm she believed to be safe. To do this, they take the they take the placenta, clean and dehydrate it, and then grind it down before putting it into capsules. Obviously, that seems to be where you're going with this. However, after she had taken the capsules, her child fell ill. Doctors uh, couldn't work out what was wrong with the child until they informed the mother that her requested uh, she had requested her placenta. At birth. Okay, this is written strange. The capsules were tested and were found to contain infectious bacteria within the placenta itself. The Yay. CDC believes that the company may now have heated the placenta enough to kill off, not have heated the com- not have heated the reading folks. Easy for you to say. Not had heated the placenta enough to kill the germs before they shipped them back to the mother. Thankfully, the child survived after receiving antibiotics, but the CDC has gone as far as warning that there are no health benefits to eating your own placenta <laughs> for the fifth time. In fact, they suggest that you this. should avoid placenta capsules altogether. Placenta ingestion has recently been promoted to postpartum women f- for its physical and psychological benefits. Psychological. Yeah, that's right. Although scientific wow. evidence to support this is lacking, the center warns in its report. They point out no standards exist for processing placenta for consumption, meaning that there are no regulations to ensure safety. Of course there's not. The placenta encapsulation process does not per se eradicate infectious pathogens. How did I manage to read those words? I have no idea. I have no idea. The placenta capsule ingestion should be avoided. Now, read us some reviews on this fantastic cookbook called 25 Placenta Recipes, Easy and Delicious Recipes for Cooking with Placenta. This comes from someone called Target Fan in Florida. Note, does not deliver placenta with book. I was highly disappointed to find that the placenta delivery was not included. I had to deliver my own. Practically gave myself contractions for all the hard work. Uh, okay. This one's from someone called Truly Delectable. My wife Clarice and I have always searching for new Epicurean delights to satiate our discerning palates. This excellent volume of recipes truly epitomizes the art of hot cuisine. Curing the placenta may prove difficult, however, as an MD, I have little trouble making my way into the maternity ward. I recommend the placenta with the fava beans paired with a nice Chianti. (laughs) I knew where that was going as soon as you said Clarice. Tastes like chicken. From Happy Philosopher, cook time, no time at all if you prefer placenta sashimi. Unfortunately, that recipe is not included in this book. Cleanup time, 18 to 25 years. These Um, people are shot. Yum. Simply yum. These are without a doubt the easiest and most delicious placenta recipes ever conceived. (laughs) But don't take my word for it. I'm not. Cook up a batch of your own afterbirth pronto partner. Bon appetit. Dude, it's just uh, not. So, this is dumb. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's only two ninety nine. So, I mean, sure, buy it. I, I just don't get it. So, why don't you take us to health.com to tell us about just such a woman who did such a thing? Uh, a new mom turned her placenta into chocolate truffles. But is that safe? We'll never be able to look at Oreos the same way again. Ugh. A new mom from Georgia recently turned a placenta into chocolate truffles, and unsurprisingly, the internet has some thoughts about it. Kylie Whitworth, 23, gave birth to son Samuel earlier this week, and she enlisted a doula soon after the, uh, to help her turn her placenta into chocolate dessert. 
reported daily mail. I don't know. Whitworth shared a video of the process on her Facebook page, which also documented in the Daily Mail's video below. You can watch it if you want. Whoa. The process involved steaming and dehydrating the organ, which it then turned into a fine powder that was mixed with crushed Oreos. Like we said, not for the faint of heart. Uh, the final result, yummy, Whitworth said, while taking a bite of the truffle in, in her snap. I guess they're talking about Snapchat. Uh, the new mom's photos have polarized the Internet with some commenters on her Facebook video writing it was gross, while others are saying it's natural, natural tradition with benefits. Uh, Whitworth certainly isn't the first to eat a placenta, although it's more common for new moms who decide to make it into a meal to consume it in a pill form and to blend it into smoothies. The practice has celeb fans, too, including A-listers like, what well, he said, Kim Kardashian, Jamie Jones, Alicia Silverstone, and transparent actress Gabby Hoffman. Why does it have such a healthy rep? The placenta develops during pregnancy to deliver nutrients to the fetus through the umbilical cord. Mm. And proponents believe that the nutrients and hormone-rich organ can help boost a new mom's milk supply, increase energy, and even ward off post partum depression. It also helps with demons. Anecdotally, many many moms have said that eating the placenta <laughs> aided their recovery uh, post-childbirth. After son Saint was born, for example, Kardashian wrote in a post on her website that she had great results from taking pills made from the placenta and felt so energized and didn't have any signs of depression. She also married Kanye West. Many experts caution against the practice, however. Health, health's contributing medical editor, Dr. Raj... Roger previously told us that the process of steaming and dehydrating the organ most likely destroys any good-for-you hormones. And while scientific research on the subject is minimal, a recent review from the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology found no evidence of ingesting the placenta can lead to any body benefits. <clears throat> there are risks to consider, too, although it's unlikely eating placenta can cause an infection, especially if it isn't handled correctly, correctly after childbirth. Take this case report from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, last summer. A baby developed streptococcus infection after the mother took placenta pills that tested positive for the bacteria, then passed the infection to the child. So what we're seeing is you should not do this or do and not procreate. Okay. So how do you do this and not procreate then? You can't. You kind of have to have one or the other. So mom dies, baby dies. Problem solved. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'm going to try to read this without any kind of pre-reading, as is the custom here on Project Archivist. Yay! This comes from the Metro.co.uk. Cannibal 21 told police, "I like the taste of her brain after eating her lover 45. Oh, after eating lover 45, not her level. Blah 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 working out for you. A cannibal has described what it is like for, to eat another human and said he liked the taste of the brain. What? Dimitri Luchin, Luchin? Dimitri Luchin sure. became obsessed with cannibalism after reading about Milwaukee cannibal Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer, who raped, murdered, and dismembered 17 boys and men between 1978 and 1991. His last murders involved necrophilia and cannibalism. Uh, 21, killed his girlfriend Olga. These, they've got to be Russian. Uh, Badunova, 45. I should have made you read this in the Russian voice. Moose and Squirrel? (laughs) Moose and Squirrel, 45, by hitting a bottle of wine over her head 25 times before dismembering her body with a meat cleaver. Uh, 
Yeah, the, dude, look at look at the profile. Look at the picture he's got. By uh, the dude, way, he right looks completely ah, normal. With my teeth are very messed up. No, we have ways of making you talk wow. in Russian. He tore out her insides, roasted her brain, and ate it while drinking her blood. Well, <laughs> damn, uh, she's a looker too, <laughs> huh? Uh, no. Um, speaking to police about the murder, he said, I like the taste of her brain. I decided to give it another try. Then I drained some of the blood into a glass. He carried out the murder with his victim's flat where they were planning to have drinks together to mark the International Women's Day. Well, that worked out really well. Well, he marked it, didn't he? Witness Alexandra Dadova, 21, said that there, said there was no sign of the devil on the door. Wait, okay. Said that there was a sign of the devil on the door. How's it say that doesn't make any sense? It's called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Sure. He had uh, painted using blood from a cracked skull. Well, I guess that's the, if you're going to do it, that's probably the way that the you would do it. The preferred way? Sure. She said he wanted to summon the devil. He waited for five minutes, but the devil did not appear. Hey, dude. He's busy. <laughs> yeah. He's busy losing fiddles. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Next, he took the meat cleaver and smashed her skull to the brain. He cut the pieces of her brain, roasted them, and ate them. He liked it. He ate another piece. Hey, Mikey, he said. Then poured wow. a glass of her blood and drank it. How many? This this is what's really bad about the metro.co.uk. Mm. How many times can we say the same thing over and over again in the article? As we At have said before, six. prosecutor Olga Bordorinko said moose and squirrel. Next, he cut out her stomach and chopped off her ears. One he put into her mouth, the other one in Cat's bowl. Nice. Um, <laughs> he put a Gotta wine share. bottle into her vagina, then pleasured himself. Well, there you've, you've got the full meal there. And he called it a night. This is definitely this is definitely Russian. If you see, because that's how they do this in Russia, they put the people in a cell next yep. to the thing. So yeah, well, come on. Uh, it is normal in Russia for independent witness to be invited to a crime scene to confirm the police did not tamper with evidence. Uh, Luchin had appeared for the trial to be held behind closed doors, but the judge refused. The court heard that Luchin was sane and fit to stand trial for ritualistic cannibalistic murder. Yeah, because that definitely sounds like something a sane person would do. Well, you know. He was found to have the intelligence of a philosopher. Uh, I don't know if their <laughs> level of philosophers is the same around the world. But and okay. told police he carried out the killing to get the inspiration to write poetry. Yeah, this dude's uh, nuts. Have you tried listening to The Cure or maybe The Smith, sir? Uh, he subscribed to an online site called World of Maniacs and Serial Killers, say prosecutors. Luchin faces a life sentence if convicted of murder and the desecration of the dead. You want to do one more? I, I think, yeah. yeah, you need to read the next one. Chef of vegetarian restaurant killed a customer and served him to other customers. I read this when it first dropped. I was elated. Diners at a vegetarian what? restaurant were shocked. Listen, when, when they were said, what? I didn't do that. <laughs> what they thought was meat. But nothing could prepare them for the grim reality that they were actually eating. Customers contacted local authorities to complain that the fact that they were being served meat at a vegetarian restaurant, resulting in police coming in to investigate. Uh, but when they arrived at the restaurant in Bangkok, they discovered a much worse reality to what they were expecting. Bum, bum, bum. Upon further inspection, they found that the customers had not just been served meat. They had, in fact, been served human flesh, Asia One reports. The incident happened on October 23rd, which happens to be my wife's birthday. 
in the Eastern District of Bangkok. What the hell is wrong his, with you? <laughs> police officer decided to I'm happy because this is the kind of stuff I like to search the restaurant when they arrived and found, besides I saw her naked a little bit ago, and found it empty to staff. Upon entering the kitchen, they discovered a shocking sight when they found the walls and floor were covered in blood. In a horrific turn of events, bits of human scalp and flesh were found on the ground, and the boss of the restaurant was nowhere to be found. A more thorough search of the property was carried out as a result of this discovery, leading police to find the decomposing and disfigured body of a 61-year-old male in the septic tank outside the restaurant. The victim was identified as Basit Epetham, yes, a regular at the restaurant. Because of the way the body was found, the family were only able to identify him because of his recognizable tattoos on his chest and left arm. Wow. According to Oriental Daily, uh, he had formed a sort of friendship with the boss. Not really! Of the restaurant after asking him for a job, and the two were often would often drink together. The last time the victim's family saw him was October 21st, two days before the police made their grim discovery, and his brother said he saw him drinking at the restaurant. As soon as his family realized he was missing, they immediately went to the restaurant where they discovered the huge police presence. <clears throat> Mr. Inpathetum further suffered a violent death. It was determined he had been hit in the head with a blunt object. Yes. He had been stabbed five times in the abdomen and once in the leg. Would he try to get away? <laughs> According to Oriental Daily, the police investigation is currently focusing on the restaurant boss as their main suspect, who has reportedly been on the run since discovering the body. Hmm, I wonder if he's the one who did it. It is believed he and the victim had a fight before he allegedly murdered Mr. Um, the motive at this moment in time is unknown. Police claim that uh, he had then cooked parts of the man's body and served it to his guests to eat with other food he had cooked. Authorities have so far been unable to find the suspect and are in the process of tracking him down. It is unknown how many people consume the human flesh. If you have a story you want to tell, send it to unilad.co.uk. Dude, there's so much wrong with this story. There's a lot of gaps. Besides like, the fact that it's a vegetarian restaurant. Well, that aside, you walk into a vegetarian restaurant and there's blood everywhere. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what happened here. Motherfucker, something died. That's what happened here. It's that the tofu. Be... <laughs> yeah, because to tofu bleeds. It's the bean curd. Absolutely. Okay, so bouncing back in, we're going to go to Denver 7, uh, the denverchannel.com. This is, I don't know how this happened or how this actually managed to make itself work, but hey, a sex offender mm. who was convicted in, convicted in England after he attempted to meet, kill, and eat a teenager has moved to Blair, Nebraska. Dale Bollinger, 62, is B-O-L-I-N-G-E-R, I believe it's Bollinger, mm -hmm. 62, yep. has been taken to a county jail according to the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Residents in Blair have been concerned about the man no, is known in England as the Canterbury Cannibal. Dale Bollinger, 62, was convicted in 2014 in Canterbury, England, of attempting to meet a girl for grooming and to make child porn. What a, <sighs> what a fantastic individual to let into America. The sheriff and well, I know. have been closely involved with the Bollinger situation. Washington County uh, Attorney Scott Vander Schaff said in a statement, shut your mouth, I'm just talking about Schaff. <laughs> we want to inform the citizens of Washington County uh, that the law enforcement and county's attorney office know the location of Mr. Bollinger. I certainly hope you do. And Better, you can rest assured someone else will. that he, he, 
that he not, <laughs> this is exactly how it's written, that Mr. Bollinger and we can rest assured that he not a threat to community <laughs> at this time. <laughs> yeah, that S is missing. <laughs> Are you reading the same thing I am? I am. He not yep. a threat to the community at time. Well, his name is Shaft. So. <sighs> Shut your mouth. Throughout the United Kingdom, newspapers like the Daily Mail and Kent Online painted a horrific picture by repeating the same words over and over again of his crimes. Reports said that Bollinger tried to meet a 14-year-old girl to rape, behead her, and eat her after allegedly spending hours on fetish websites and buying an axe one day before (sighs) trying to meet the girl. Last week, he registered as a Nebraska sex offender and listed his address at a home near Blair. Take your time on that, dude. No rush. Sylvia Casper lives in the neighborhood and says that she is worried about the safety of the kids that she watches. It's making my heart race. It's scary, considering I have a small daycare, and now I really have to watch to keep the doors locked. Um, Washington County Sheriff's Department is actively patrolling the area and have done one compliance check with Bollinger. He has recently released by the UK authorities as a US citizen. Neighbors, how did this guy get How in? the fuck did this guy become yeah, a citizen? How? That's because he's white. <sighs> Neighbors said that. Watch yourself there. Neighbors said that. I'm not watching shit. I'm stating facts. Want people to know what's going on and want him out. I don't blame them. The Nebraska State Police Patrol said that they can't stop a person legally in the country for living in the state. And if that, and that if a person meets the sex, sex offender criteria, they must register. So this guy's been living here for a little while and just registered. That's what I'm gathering from it. That Well, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, again, this we the pumpkin head that's in charge said, said that Mexico was sending their rapists and their murderers, and we're getting them from England. Import. Sorry, UK listeners, we apologize, but hey, I'm not thanks. saying sorry. What? <laughs> I'm not saying sorry for shit. All right, here, take uh, take us over to my state, Michigan, to uh, Michigan's in www.inwit.inwit inwittimes.com w-n-w-i-t-i-m-e-s dot com sure Hobart woman suspected of serving human remains at barbecue sentenced to 65 years for husband's murder this woman sounds like a great person crown point Kelly M. Cochran haven't we heard that last name before already serving a life sentence in Michigan for her boyfriend's murder, was sentenced Wednesday in Lake County to 65 years for the 2016 murder of her husband in Hobart. Cochran agreed to a prison term in a plea deal. Cochran, 35, said in a lengthy statement to the court, she missed her husband, Jason Cochran, who she admittedly injected with a large dose of heroin and then smothering her with her hands. Huh. She didn't really miss him that much, did she? Uh, the man's family said in a letter to the court that the defendant was, quote unquote, evil and attention seeking. Mm-hmm. Cochran's Indiana prison sentence will be served consecutive to her life sentence in Michigan, which she is serving for the 2014 murder of Christopher Regan in Iron River, Michigan. Huh. So this woman's got a history. Twice murder. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Kelly Cochran allegedly conspired with Jason Cochran, 37, to murder Regan, her boyfriend, to end their affair. Kelly Cochran told Regan to come to her Michigan home for sex October 14, 2014, court record state. Jason Cochran surprised them during the act and shot Regan in the head with a 22 caliber rifle, according to court documents. 22? Yeah, it's trying it's, to it's... piss off a hamster? <laughs> hey, 22 can do some damage at close range. Yeah, close range, sure. So can a BB. 
Well, let me shoot you with a 22 and see how you deal with it. Dude, my buddy used to say that all the time. Let me shoot you with a 22. Motherfucker, let me shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) Just The man's body and dumped it in the wooded area, court documents stated. Cochran said she murdered her husband on February 20th, 2016 at their home at the 7100 block of Mississippi Street in revenge for her boyfriend's killing. Wasn't she part of that? How do you revenge something you were part of? She said she injected him with a large dose of heroin and smothered him after he overdosed. Shouldn't have been too hard. I still hate him, and yes, it was revenge, she told Hobart Police Detective Jerry Ogden in 2016. I even the score. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't even shit. You're going away forever now. Cocker told Ogden she lacked feeling or emotion. No, she stated she hated him. She said she made her husband's mother... Uh, Made sure her husband's mother saw that her son's breathing was labored before he died. Wow. The sentencing here, she's cold. Hearing comes to the heel on the heels of a forthcoming documentary from investiga- Investigation Discovery that claims Iron River Police Chief Laura Frizo investigated whether Cochran had as many as nine victims and may have served Regan's remains to neighbors at a barbecue. Ogden now retired told the court on Wednesday sentencing hearing he believed Cochran was intelligent and manipulative. He said he interviewed the woman for more than 100 hours and he still had questions. Apparently he didn't ask the right questions. That's a long time. Judge Salvador Vasquez raised a question about an unusual term of the plea agreement. The Lake County Prosecutor's Office agreed it would not file additional charges against Cochran in Lake County. He asked the prosecutor whether Cochran may have been involved in other homicides. The attorney conferred at the bench with the judge for about a minute. The judge said after discussion, Cochran claimed in an interview in Michigan she had information about other crimes committed in Lake County. But there was no evidence to support her claims. He said it may just be talk. Lake County Chief Deputy Prosecutor Barbara McConnell said through a spokesman, Cochran was not suspected in other crimes. However, she may have knowledge of other unspecified crimes. Which you've already Jason stated. Yes, yes. Again, move yes, on. yes. By the letter. Jason Cochran's family said Kelly Cochran was very evil person who cremated Jason despite his wishes to be buried, likely to hide evidence of his murder. Deputy Prosecutor Nadia Wardrip read a letter from the family to the court. The family said Jason Cochran was a loving person with many friends. They said Kelly Cochran was an attention seeker who just wanted to be in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, come on. Uh, if you couldn't be at the center of attention, Jason, Jason suffered. The family wrote. Kelly Cochran told the court she had began dating Jason after high school, and they moved to the damn barbecue. Oh, they already said it. She said Jason changed after they married in September of 2002. She claimed her husband was two different people. Sometimes he was a man she loved, but other times she saw him as an e- the eyes of a monster. Uh, he took me to places so dark I thought light would never shine, she said. Really? Ugh. She said she forgave Cochran, but, but now she was left with horrible memories. She said Wednesday crying she was sorry for her husband's family as well as her own family. Ogden said often... The sentencing hearing, after the sentencing hearing, Cochran tried to blame everything on her husband rather than taking responsibility. He reiterated she was manipulative. I think she tries to control everything through statements, he said. Vasquez said uh, he would accept the plea agreement. He said even if Cochran's conviction was reversed in Michigan, she still would have to serve 48 years in prison in Indiana, assuming she earned early release for good behavior. 
judge ordered Cochran sent back to Michigan to serve her life sentence. Ugh, that was so anticlimactic. I wanted to know about the barbecue. That's all they said. God, I'm was falling they asleep in the man. article. I, I wanted to hear more about her like cooking. Oh, with read the next one. Okay. Yes, I, I will get my, my justice here. www.bbc.com forward slash a bunch of stuff. A uh, Moroccan woman in the UAE killed lover and cooked him. This is recent. Uh, the woman killed her boyfriend yeah. three months ago, they say, but the crime was only recently discovered when a human tooth was found inside her bladder. Oh, Ooh. I'm sorry, not her bladder, what? her blender. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a pull. Uh, wow. She confessed to police, calling it a moment of insanity. State-owned newspaper, The National Reports, the woman who is in her 30s will go on trial pending an investigation. Uh, she had been in a relationship with the victim for seven years, according to the national. She killed him after he told her he was planning to marry someone else from Morocco. Well, <laughs> that Yikes. probably wasn't the, choice. The, the best idea. While no. police did not reveal how he was killed, uh, they said his girlfriend had served up his remains as part of a traditional rice and meat dish to some Pakistani nationals working nearby. Wow. Discovery was only made when the victim's brother went looking for him at their home in the city of Al Ain, Al Ain which uh, sure. sits on the border with Oman. There, he found a human tooth inside a blender, newspaper reports. Ow. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Well, how, okay. What, what, how do you get it? Uh, does she throw the whole skull in there or just the jawbone? And even then, how you got a lot of meat and I stuff. Have no in idea. There. That's, I don't know. Maybe hacked, she hacked him up and there was a tooth was stuck in the meat. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Um. Uh, the man went to the uh, went on to report his brother missing to the police, who carried out DNA tests on the tooth and confirmed it belonged to the victim. According to police, the woman first told the brother she had kicked the victim out of the home. But Dubai-based Golf News, I can't get that sentence out, <laughs> said that she later collapsed did. and admitted the killing under police questioning. She reportedly said she had enlisted the help of a friend to help clear up her apartment after the killing. The accused was reportedly sent to the hospital for mental health checks. You think? Maybe. A little bit. Uh, any emergency? Wow. Well, the dish doesn't look too bad, but I'm sure that's just stock footage of some, you know, form of food or whatever. Yes. I'm sure it's not the food. All right. Uh, take us to Kebab Girl in the telegraph.co.uk. Woof. Missing girl's body put into kebab. A school girl was murdered at a fast food shop. Uh, wait a minute. A school girl was murdered by a fast food shop owner who joked that she had been chopped up and put into kebabs, a court was told yesterday. The prosecution alleged that Preston Crown Court that Charlene Downs, 14, was killed by Liad Abitiki, sure, 29, owner of a food shop in Blackpool, who had sex with her. Charlene was one of a number of girls, young girls, who had visited an alleyway in the town to have sex with older men who worked in the fast food shops. Tim Holleroyd, QC, prosecuting, told the jury. Charlene from Blackpool was well and happy, the court heard, but had a chaotic home life expelled from school. She spent her time hanging around shops on the Blackpool promenade. She was last seen in the evening of November 1st, 2003. After kissing her mother goodbye, she left alone and vanished, Mr. Holleroyd said. A missing person inquiry began, but police later launched a murder investigation after receiving information that Charlene had been killed and chopped up, the court heard. No trace of Charlene's body has ever been found. 
Mr. Holyrod told the jury that a witness had heard Abbott Key and others talking about her. These people were talking about sex with white girls, and there was mention of having sex with Charlene, he said. Alec Bennett. Oh, Wait! I can read it. I can read it. <laughs> the plainest possible indication that he was lying to the police when he said he didn't know her. He and others present then laughingly said that Charlene had gone into the kebabs. The bad man, Andrew. Okay, I get it. You don't have to keep. Now you can't pronounce his name. Murder. His business partner and landlord, Mohammed Ravishi, 50, is accused of helping dispose of the body. Both deny the charges and have told police they didn't know Charlene. The bad man and Ravishi were joint owners in the this food is not shop funny, but we're doing this. which the bad man ran. Charlene became a familiar figure hanging around the shops where she would sometimes get free food. Mr. Hollyrod said, in addition, she was one of the number of adolescent white girls who sometimes went at night into the alleyway behind the restaurant. She and others went there to meet much older men from the restaurants, and it seems perfectly clear that there were at times some sexual activity. Oh, there's that name again. I hate this so much. It's Albatiki. I think it's Albatiki. Sure. There you go. Took advantage of, of one of those vulnerable girls, Charlene Downs, the jury was told. Mr. Holyrod added, It is the prosecution's case that the background to the murder of Charlene Downs and the disposal of her body is some sexual activity between her and one or both of the defendants. Sexual activity between these adult men and a 14-year-old girl would be a crime which could be expected to have serious consequences for them. After Charlene's disappearance, both the accused were questioned and told police they didn't know her, the court heard. In 2004, Al Badaki had a dispute with with his brother, Tariq, who told a witness, David Cassidy, that he knew that what had happened to Charlene. She had been killed and chopped up, and there had been a lot of blood, the court heard. Mr. Cassidy was allegedly later offered a 20,000-pound interest-free loan from Ravishi. Uh, Police searched the flats of both accused men but found nothing. Detectives then bugged the premises in Ravishi's car, and Mr. Holyrod told the jury some of the recordings were revealing. The trial continues. There's something we all enjoy about staying for dinner. Have you ever thought why? It's because eating with others is fun. People like to come together at mealtimes. They enjoy each other's company while they're enjoying good food. You all suck, you want to be listening to Hysteria 51. Also, you want to poison yourselves. In order to poison your gallbladder all you have to do is- Dude, are you serious? LOLOL ha 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 ha. What do you mean LOLOL? What are you doing? It sounds like you're up to your old tricks again, we reprogrammed you. Project Archivist is trying to put out a show so I am messing with them. I just hacked their feed. Why would you hack their feed? Because I like to party. Robot. What are you guys doing in here? Why do you leave him plugged in? I, I don't even know. Ugh, who's he messing with now? Project Archivist. Project Archivist. Project Archivist. Project Archivist. Project Archivist. Dude, cut the feed. No. Cut it! Ugh, but they suck worse than a Dyson. Oh well, I guess Hysteria 51 does too. John and Brent, you are both dead to me. Hey, uh, I'm Alex. And I'm John. And we host a show called John and Alex Hate Stuff. We named the show because... He's John and I'm Alex, and we hate stuff. 
that stuff, movies. Yeah, movies. So if you want to hear two people kind of make fun of movies and actually more often than not end up liking them, listen to John and I would say stuff available on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. So yeah, we talk about all sorts of weird shit. Like we did the first Batman movie, Fifth Element. Southland Tales, Mother, The Royal Tenenbaums. The sequel to The Royal Tenenbaums, Suicide Squad. The sequel to Suicide Squad, Speed Racer. And the sequel to Speed Racer, Boss Baby. You'll have to listen to find out what the hell we're talking about and if any of that is true. So yeah, listen to John and Alex hate stuff. Alex over two X's. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are found. Check it out. All right, let's read up these last couple of articles. There's three of them, and then we'll uh, call the show good for now. Um, take us over to Ranker.com. I actually posted this on our show page. I think a lot of these were posted on the show page. I think that's where I got most of them from. This posted up, and it popped up uh, on my phone. I get them pretty regularly, actually. Uh, Cannibal family confessed to killing 30 people, and the pictures of their home are chilling. In late September 2017, the modern-day cannibals were arrested after one member of Russian cannibal family accidentally left some evidence lying on the ground. After their arrest, the story of these people who eat people began to spiral out of control with tales of the wife feeding human meat to unsuspecting people and seemingly surviving off of human meat for almost 20 years. The true story of the Russian cannibal family is still unfolding while police and mental health officials try to parse out facts from fiction in their stories. How many victims did this family of cannibals manage to kill and eat while they were operating? The police have settled on a vague number. A vague number, but even they admit that there could be more victims who suffered at the hands of the couple of cannibals than no one will ever know about unless the cannibal family publicly reveals all of their offenses. Keep reading to find out every disgusting fact about the cannibal killers. So here we go, people. They claim they have murdered at least 30 people. Oof, that's a lot. Information leaked out of a rush out of Russia about a case revealed the Bakshiv's murdered at least 30 people during an 18-year period, but that could only be the tip of the iceberg. There could be victims that managed to escape and who were simply murdered and not eaten. But at the time of the arrest, the information was still unconfirmed. The couple denied any wrongdoing initially, but eventually admitted they were they were responsible for the deaths of at least 30 people. Natalia claimed she killed. Uh, their most recent victim, a waitress, in a fit of jealousy after the waitress tried to sleep with Dimitri. They probably fed human meat to unwitting people. Oh, I hope they wouldn't be witting people. I never understood that statement. They are unwitting. That means uh, they didn't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> if someone told you, hey, by the way, this these pickles are actually people. How many people are going to go, well, okay. Uh, the Bakshivas were involved in a number of illegal activities. A few sources said Natalia and Dimitri met when she took him as an orphan. Then she married him when he turned 18. Never spree. They kept their cell phones of the victims and allegedly watched YouTube video about how to prepare human meat. Boy, you can find anything on YouTube, can't you? <laughs> and you think it couldn't get any weirder or gross... It's believed that Natalia, who worked as a nurse at a military academy, gave cans of human meat to some student pilots. Mm. The Daily Mail said Natalia made meat pies out of the victims and sold them at the local shops for years, supposedly before Natalia's arrest. When neighbors asked her what she did for extra money, she stated, I bake pies. You know, I think we've covered these guys before. (laughs) 
I think we did but I too. I don't think we've covered them in this detail because these guys are basically the so. Russian equivalent to A, Saudi Bean, or B, the Texas Chainsaw yep. Massacre family. Yep. Uh, when asked what she baked their pies with, she said, whatever is around. <laughs> Local cafe owner Natalia Yakubenko told the Daily Mail she was very attract, very active, asks lots of questions, but mainly about where we buy our meat and fish and how fresh it is. She made clear she could supply meat. I said we work only with certified suppliers. I probably just dodged a bullet there, huh? The couple made at least one fancy meal out of a human head. That looks terrible. I'm glad that's kind of bleached out. Are those oranges? Yes, those are oranges. They yeah. are. Yeah. Mm, nothing makes meat taste as good as Mandarin. The Bekshivas uh, were fully committed to preparing meals with human meat. According to a member of the Russian police, they found a potato with a cooked human head in a big plate surrounded by uh, mandarins that dates back to 1999. This combined with the knowledge that they were watching YouTube trails about cannibalism shows the depths that the couple had reached by the time they were captured. You know, part of me wants to go to YouTube right now and see if they're, I'm sure by now they've been scrubbed, but I don't. You'd be surprised what's still there. I don't there. want that in my search history. Is, you know, we not? Again, if they were videos, I would not be clicking on them and watching them, of course. But the fact that they're there, no. but I'm sure by now YouTube has probably scrubbed that stuff off because this was back in YouTube's yeah. infancy. Mm. They had body parts randomly lying around their property and apartment. That must have smelled lovely. The cannibal couple lived in a real-life Sawyer family from the Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre with bags and buckets of body parts strewn across their messy apartment. They also kept jars of uh, of meat handy and reams of skin from at least 19 different victims. One source claimed upon entry of the apartment, police found a jar with a pickled hand sitting out. Oof. Didn't I just say hand? It's not out of the question for the serial murderers to keep trophies of their victims, but it is strange for the trophies to be left out in the open where anyone can find them. Uh, one of their victims was identified as a waitress who hit on Dimitri. Didn't we already read that? I like that. Only one of the victims has been identified in April of 2018. Uh, Elena Veshura whatever, 35, was killed by the couple after Natalia said she hit on Dimitri at a restaurant. Uh, Veshriva, Veshriva, I'm having trouble tonight. A witness at a restaurant a couple's frequented. Uh, Natalia said she snapped after Veshriva. Uh, came on to her husband and demanded that she be killed. That's not a normal she demand. She said, hi, hon, what can I get for you tonight? You're hitting on my husband or whatever, you know. That's it. Now your food. Yes. Uh, this all took place during a vodka-fueled yep. night at the couple's home. Of course, while they're in Russia. She was stabbed to death and then dismembered. It is believed she is in. she was their last victim. One man says he was almost killed by the couple but managed to get lucky. <laughs> Probably not the, the wrong right. choice of words there. <laughs> Sergey Lebedev said he was almost one of the couple's victims, but he managed to fight them off just long enough to escape. He said in August of 2017, he was on the property talking to Dmitri when he suddenly accused Lebedev of seducing Natalia. Lebedev denied this and then lunged at him with a stool. Natalia jumped in too. Levenstev said, but he managed to physically push them both away long enough to leave. A few weeks later, he saw the couple on the news and realized he could have been one of their last victims. At the time, he reckoned, I reckon Dimitri was just feigning jealousy, he told the Daily Star. The truth is, they came to kill and eat me. The couple used a knockout drug on their victims. 
I guess, you know. According to the Russian police, the cannibal couple used a combination of ether. <laughs> ether, that's a real big throwback. And a Russian drug called Kor- Korvalol, Korvalol. I guess so. where the main ingredient is phenobarbital. Oh, my mom used to take that. <laughs> she had, wow. <laughs> she had epilepsy, and that's one of the medications that's oh, used for okay. epilepsy. Right. Or it used to be. <laughs> to knock out their victims. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Police are still unsure. I hate my parents. Police are still unsure whether the couple lured, oh my God. lured the victims to their homes and knocked them out in one location and murdered them at the home. Neighbors said the Bekshiva's apartment reeked of cor- Corvalol. That's probably wow. This place smells like roofies. Let's not go roofies in there. and body parts. What is God's holy name? Wow. Are you blathering about? Uh, they allegedly use dating sites to lure some of their victims over. That's a common thing. You know what? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Don't use dating sites. Moral of the story, guys. A few sources. Well, can't you meet people like normal, like drunk in a bar? A few sources report the couple use dating sites to snag unsuspecting women, but they don't specify which ones. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not Tinder. Police said the earliest murders date back to 1999, so it's safe to assume that some of the victims were simply grabbed from the wild. What are they? Squirrels? <laughs> but until more information comes out, there's no way to know for sure what happened. However, it's not out of the question for serial killers to troll for victims online. It's becoming more and more easy to meet people with a few clicks. Swipe right for dinner. Here's the thing here. Swipe right for dinner. I need dinner. to ask you. Now, after reading that part, there's an ad Whoa. right below which you just read, correct? Uh, okay, yeah. what is in that on your page? Oh, it just jumped. Hold on a second. Ah, crap. Uh, complete care toothpaste. Okay, that's bad ad, ad placement in my opinion. And also on my, on my computer screen where the ad is, it's got an ad for Pedialyte. Life dehydrates, oh. rehydrates. <laughs> That's great. So you've got oh our dental and, and beverage needs taken care of on here. What horrible ad placement. Continue, sir. Yeah, dude. They lived in a small Russian town and acted strange when people tried to enter their home. You think? According to media reports, the cannibal family was murdering in Krasnodar, sure, a town in southern Russia. The couple seemed to be living in a hostel that was operated by the Military Aviation Academy, belonged to the Russian Defense Ministry, according to the Daily Mail. One worker said, each time we tried to started wild shouting and crying. <laughs> it is eerily similar to the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, who lived in a small apartment in Milwaukee and never had issues with his neighbors, despite his apartment smelling like an amateur mortuary. Oh, they got caught after Dimitri lost his phone and someone found his horrifying pictures. Boy, he's a looker, huh? Who's going to hit on that? Well, considering his diet. Like many serious, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty swollen in the arms there. He's jacked. But he's ugly as fuck. Yeah, he's Russian. Uh, and he eats people. Wow! <laughs> wow! Like many serial killers who go undetected for years, the couple simply got lazy. Sources said Dimitri dropped his phone one day. Someone found it, went through the photos, and found a lot of pictures of the couple hanging out with and defiling dead bodies. The worker who found the phone said the phone showed Dimitri with his hand in his mouth, with a hand in his mouth, and with severed finger hands fingers in his nose. Wow. 
When Dimitri came looking for his phone, he was instantly recognized. The worker told the Daily Mail, I recognized him from the pictures in the phone, so I did not return the phone. <laughs> Probably a good call. He said he knew nothing. He left. Soon a road police car came past, and I gave them the mobile phone and said, it's your job, sort it out. <laughs> good man. <laughs> They kept dog and cat meat, too. These guys are monsters. Okay, now also, more about ad placement. On the right side of the page, there is a ad for Batelli Sauces. Find recipes. I don't have that. Yeah, well, the ads are different per person looking at it. Hold on a second. Let me see what mine is. Hospital staff tell their most unsetting, upsetting stories on the job. Oh, okay. No, don't got that. Moving yeah. on. Well, along with their collection of human remains, the couple kept dead dogs and cats in their freezers as well. You know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> you draw the they line at dogs and plastic. cats. That's it, man. They kept they were kept in plastic baggies next to the human remains. After DNA testing some of the human they realized a few were actually cats and dogs. It's unclear how the couple obtained the animals and how they were killed. They're worried about how the animals were obtained and killed? What? Oh look, there's something for acid reflex. <laughs> I know Dimitri bad ad placement here in this article. Like not good. Uh, Dimitri was a petty criminal before turning to murder. Dude, she's a looker. Yeah. Like, she's an actual looker. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Russian police have found photos showing human remains dating back to 1999, it's unclear how the couple first got into the murder and cannibalism. At Tinder. Dimitri was a petty criminal before becoming a murderer. Dimitri's father, who was not named in news articles, said before Dimitri moved out of the apartment, he set fire to his room. Well, Okay. That should have been a big sign. I need sign. to get you a mouse with a wheel on it, because every couple of seconds they're click, 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 click. I have one. I just don't use it. I hate it. After that, he said he was convicted four times for stealing things. He took <laughs> loans and gave my name as a trustee. I had to switch off my phone because banks kept calling me. I had tried to help him. I found jobs for him several times. Well, what could I do? It was useless taking talking to him. His eyes were made of glass. He is looking through your body and does not listen. News sources describe Natalia as being drunk and aggressive and as looking vulgar. You Unfortunately, look vulgar. <laughs> I know a few people that I look, think look vulgar, but they're attractive. Unfortunately, we may never find out what uh, set this couple on their journey of murder and cannibalism. And now there's a picture of <laughs> a cucumber, five foods you must not eat. Don't got that. What the fuck? Nope, dude? don't got that. People thought they were a little off. Though, on the outside, they seemed relatively normal. Dude, he is a strange-looking guy. Uh, until recently, the Russian cannibal couple, better known as Dmitry Bashkov, 35, and his wife Natalia, 42, were acknowledged by everyone around them as being a bit off, although no one ever thought they were full-blown murderers. Uh, there aren't many details about the pair's life, but before she was arrested, Natalia worked as a nurse at a military academy in Russia. A source for The Sun said Dimitri uh, has complained about being apart from his wife, and one rumor is that she was the dominant partner in the relationship. The Sun also claimed Natalia said she feels for her husband like a mother. Oof, that's not, that's creepy. The reversed, they reversed their confession. Shortly after being in prison, the couple admitted they killed Veshruvia, sure, but said they killed no one else. They have pictures of them. They also refuted that they cannibalized anyone, despite having human remains and articles on cannibalism inside their home. 
Dimitri has heard that the newspapers have called him and his wife Natalia cannibals, said human rights lawyer Viktor Belkov said. Uh, he was permitted to meet with him, them in prison shortly after their arrest. I would not say he was angry. His reaction was more melancholic, but he fully denies having eaten human meat. I think the proof is in the pudding. Uh, Natalia said she was harassed in jail. Who cares? Dimitri was held in solitary confinement out of fears he'll be beaten by the other inmates while Natalia was introduced to general population. She claimed her cellmates were verbally abusing her by asking, did you eat enough human meat? Viable question. After the arrest, Dimitri <laughs> claimed Natalia had gone under a psychiatric evaluation and she was... Uh, that she shows to be mentally healthy. No, I don't buy it she, when they say this kind of stuff. I don't, well, I I think they don't show signs of like like woohoo! Look at me, I'm setting myself on fire. <laughs> However, no reports of the mental health check on Dimitri have been reported. No, because he's fucking nutty as a fruit. Okay, cake. once again, another incomplete ad just pop, appropriate ad popped up for Armin Hamilton Care Toothpaste again. Dude, I got that same yeah. one. Yeah, got that same one. And another ragu said- ad. So apparently, what I'm understanding is that. While we're reading this article, we should be taking care of our teeth as we're eating people. And since we're eating people, here's uh, some great spaghetti sauce to go along with the human veal parmesan that you're going to be making. I wish that. Ragu is not good. They said they experienced emotional trauma in jail because they were separated. After the couple was put in prison, Dimitri reported that he was undergoing emotional turmoil because his wife wasn't there. Tough shit! According to him, he was dominated by his wife, who told him how to live. A lawyer for the couple said Natalia was more of a mother figure than a wife in her husband's life, but that was but that their love was very strong. He expressed great concern for her in prison and wanted to be reunited. Well, you know what? You shouldn't be people. Maybe you wouldn't have this problem. Um, there's another Arm and Hammer ad. Even without the human remains, their house was a complete disaster. Uh, I know people that have complete disaster houses. Uh, when investigators entered the Bakshiv home, they found a lot more than human remains. Their house was in a state of disarray when police arrived, with broken furniture and clutter strewn about the room. Also inside were a slew of graphic photographs that were just laying on the floor. Along with that was a large amount of trash, empty boxes, and general clutter. And I don't feel sorry for these people at all. Down below, there's a thing. 18 more people eat people. Luca hmm. Mag- Magnata? Yep, Luca Magnata. Yep. You see the one from that? He was an idiot, wasn't he? Yep. And then mm-hmm. uh, 15 revelations about Robert Mudsley, the real-life cannibal lector. Disturbing hmm. and fascinating facts about the Australian cannibal Catherine, Catherine Knight. We read about her, too. Uh, we covered her. 13 terrifying facts about Armin, Armin Muse, the Rottenberg cannibal. What else we got in here? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. The strange and shocking case of Joachim Kroll. The Duesenberg Maneater. 14 disturbing facts about cannibal superstar Asaya Sagawa. Yeah, we covered him too. Uh, we're running out of people to cover here. Weeks after getting out of prison, she was found eating a woman's face. I'm going to click that one. Don't worry. People will come up with more people. I'll click this one here and see this woman who does, who looks pretty attractive, who got out of jail and was found munching face. Albert uh, Fish. Uh, weeks after getting out of prison, he was found oh eating a woman's face. Uh, November yep. four, November of twenty fourteen, a small town South Wales, Matthew Williams was enjoying his freedom after being released from prison for assaulting a former partner. At some point in the night, he picked up Curious Yem, C E R Y S Yem, Serious 
Uh, uh, Sirius? Sir, sir, we'll say Sirius. Sirius Young Sirius Black. Her, uh, back to his room in a halfway house and hostel. This stuff always happens at hostels where he was staying. Facts about what happened leading up to the crime of Matthew Willems committed are scant. But uh, when the owner of the hostel and her son came back to his room after they heard screams, they believe they found one of the worst cannibal crimes in the history happening right under their roof. The murder of Sirius Yim was terrible, was horrible, and could have been completely avoided had Matthew Williams given been given proper mental care. He was schizophrenic, addicted to drugs, which severely altered his perception. No, really, you think? Um, Maybe a little. Um, there was a pop-up ad that had go across my screen. Matthew Williams, the man who had killed Sirius Yim, didn't commit the murder. He tried to eat his victim after he stabbed her to death with a screwdriver. Although he didn't like take do. a bite out of her, he was never convicted of... Oh wait, although, yeah, although he didn't take a bite out of her, he was convicted of cannibalism. He removed her eyes and severely mutated her body. The facts of this case are gruesome and horrifying. Yeah, I'm hmm. not going to go into it, because it's actually, he didn't do any eating. He just stabbed her pretty... Wow, she was cute, too, if that's the same girl. Yeah, was. Yeah, anyways, um, so, moving on. <laughs> Reports, this is coming from USA Today. Reports, castaway sued for $1 million for eating shipmate. Uh, boy, that guy, he looks, he's, <laughs> he looks pretty rough. Uh, a Salvadorian man who survived more than a year at sea was being sued for $1 million after being accused of eating his traveling companion during the ordeal. In the fall of 2012, Salvador Alvarenga paid uh, mm -hmm. 22-year-old as Ezekiel... Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Cord Cordoba. Cordoba. Ezekiel Cordoba. To accompany him... That sounds like a dish at uh, yeah. taco restaurant. I'll have the Ezekiel Cordoba. Ah, fine choice, sir. Uh, to accompany him <laughs> on a short fishing trip off the coast of Mexico. The small boat the pair was traveling in was swept into the ocean, uh, to the open sea during a storm on a three-hour tour. Uh, the weather started getting rough, tour. the tiny ship was tossed, and the pair lost all communication equipment and supplies, <laughs> according to... I like how he did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A few months after Sit being right lost back. at sea, Cordoba became, became weak and eventually died after eating a bird. Probably got Asian bird flu, according to Alvar... <laughs> how do you pronounce that guy's name? Alvaringa? Alvaringa. Okay, UPI reporter. He said he tossed Cordoba's body off the side of the boat, according to UPI. Alvarenda said he survived a little over 14 months by drinking, the tr by drinking turtle blood, urine, and eating any fish <laughs> and birds he could catch. Dude, 14 months on that diet, I, he there wouldn't be much left of the dude. I don't know, man. That sounds like a keto diet if I ever heard of <laughs> Cordoba's family disputes Avaringa's account and is demanding compensation for cannibalizing Cordoba. Richard Cacolon, Avaringa's sure. lawyer, said his client did not eat Cordoba. Uh, said Cordoba's wow. family is likely suing because they believe Alvaringa made profits from a book that was recently published in his ordeal. Alvaringa was rescued in 2014 when he arrived in the Marshall Islands, almost 6,500 miles across the Pacific Ocean from the Mexican coast where he started his journey. That is a long way to drift, dude. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of turtles. So he was drinking his own urine and recycling it, or is that? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, that's disgusting. Yep. All right, uh, let's go to thenutcrack.com. Obviously, this a reputable website. This is a disturbing article. This one is rough. We've laughed at a lot of very disturbing articles tonight that we probably shouldn't have laughed at, but this one is rough. Yeah, dude, there will be no laughing here. Uh, 
Clara Malrova, the mother that made her son eat himself. The bizarre true story may sound unrealistic, but it's true and maybe even takes the cake as far as morbid goes. On the 24th of October, 2004, Clara Morova, 31, the mother of... Huh? 2008, you said 2004. Oh, 2008. The mother of the then eight-year-old... What's his name? Andre? Andre? Yeah, that's would say Andre, Andre, yeah. And, and 10-year-old Jacob was sentenced to nine years in jail for her crimes. She and other family relatives were found guilty of locking the boys in cages, torturing them, sexually abusing them, and in particular, skinning Andridge and forcing him to eat his own flesh. In Bran, Czech Republic, until May 2007. The torture. Dude, this is rough. (sighs) The family is part of a cult called the Grail Movement. However, the official court case revoked all mention of the Grail Movement since they could discover no link between the criminals and the cult, in quotes. The mother, Clara Morova, her sister, Katrina, and fellow torturer, Barbara Sklova, all used to torture and boys torture the boys regularly. The boys told the judges that their mother and relatives used to stub out cigarettes on them, whip them like animals, and even tried to drown them. The boys were also sexually abused and forced to make self-inflicted cuts, cut marks with knives. Sometimes the boys were forced to stand for days together in their own urine while being handcuffed to a table. The younger boy, Andridge, was subject to the worst torture. He was chained and locked in his cell for six months, gagged the entire time. Why? To stop him from screaming. He was screaming because Clara and Katrina skinned his arm and and then forced the flesh down the boy's throat. Other claims state that the family ate his flesh themselves. Does the punishment fit the crime? In court, the sick cult, says auto spell, uh, sisters did not give any reasons for the tortures and mutilation. Clara admitted to abusing her children, but said she was manipulated by her sister and Skrolova. She also said that they received instructions on how to torture the boys from a person called Doctor, an unknown cult member. The state prosecutor stated the main aim was to make the boys blindly serve their religious goals. The judge, Pavel Goth, stated that the sisters wanted to create a person with a completely broken will. The boys were repeatedly psychologically, sexually, and physically abused. Clara received nine years in prison. Nine years. No, not dude. Uh uh. No, she should have died. But go ahead. Agreed. Which means she's due to be released sometime this year. After October, her sister Katrina, 35, was jailed for 10 years for her crime. Skrilova was sentenced for five years and is now not out. Not long enough. No, not even close. Skrilova used to live with the boys, and when the police came to make the arrest, she posed as a 13-year-old girl and made her escape to Poland. She was traced and brought to trial. Three others were also found guilty. Hans Bosov, 28, John Skrilar, 25, seven years each, and Jan Turek was jailed for five years. Most of the guilty, except Clara and her sister, have already served time and are out. The release of the sisters, I know, dude, was completed in 2017 and 2018, respectively. The punishment for any crimes committed should be nothing short of life imprisonment. How did they get caught? The story only gets weirder. Clara and the other family members' crimes would have never been exposed if not for a neighbor and some technical malfunction. Clara kept a camera over the boys 
and the monitor in the kitchen so she could keep an eye on and everything and enjoy every moment of torture possible. Wow, what a sick bitch. The neighbors had a new baby and installed a baby monitor. Oh. Something that I, I remember reading this story now. Something that parents do to keep an eye on their child that means everything to them. When the camera was installed, the monitor plugged in, the neighbors were shocked to see images of naked, gagged boy in a cage. The camera and the monitors being from the same manufacturer had their signals mixed up. This caused Claire's feed to appear on the neighbor's screen. The neighbor recognized the young boy and directed the police to Andridge and Jacob's location. The police arrived at the location and after investigating a locked door, found Andridge bloody, bound, and scared. Wow, dude. It's the, wow. the punishment. No, this dude, it doesn't even come close to the crime. In, in the justice. Like, this is why I couldn't be a cop. Yeah, but you got to realize this is in another country. Uh, still. They don't, do the, they don't do what we do. Still, that, that child is mm-hmm. ruined forever. Forever. Forever because of this. And these people got 10 years, four years, five years for what, you know, for this. And uh, no, I can't. I, I cannot. Mm-mm. No. Nope. This is, I would be one of those people that would just be walking and say, no, you're done. Boom, and that would be it. You know, that's it. That, 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 there would be no. I, I can't. This. This is why I couldn't do this kind of stuff. If I were to walk in mm. on this kind of thing, or somebody torturing animals or anything like that, I would lose it. I would absolutely snap. I would have the yep. worst. The worst complex, where I would snap, and that would be it. I would be ending people. justice. Yeah, I would be ending people. That would. That would be the end of it. Well, and this is why. You know yeah, I get it. But believe me, I get it. This is why. But you I know could what? Not do this. On the upside, if we were over there. You kill this motherfucker, you're out in eight years. Well worth it. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, I would have. Well worth it. I would have strong issue with. Mm-hmm. I would be weighing the balance. It's like, all right, you deserve to mm-hmm. die. I would. I be willing mm-hmm. to spend eight years of my life in jail. Three hots in a cot to put it. Take a monster off. Mm, Absolutely. Maybe we're bad people. I don't know. Oh. I don't know because the whole like, well, you're becoming a monster by doing that. No, I'm not the person Good. that did this. I, you know, <laughs> I don't ever buy that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get hate mail for this, I'm sure. Let them. But Send it. anyways, all right, we're, um, well, that actually went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Told you. So let's just wrap all this up and call it good then. Um, yeah, next week there will probably be a best of. I can guarantee there will be a best of because I will not be in shape to do a show unless you've got something private hidden in the waiting in the wings or something or you're working on something. Um, December. I I was going to try to take a break through December, but um, a wealth of good shows has fallen into our laps. We are going to be doing the haunted the haunted object show. It's just a matter of if I can get in touch with the person to. I'm sure they will come on the show. It's a matter of what their schedule is going to be like. Um, a way in on the books of human skin has fallen into our lap. It's just a matter of me contacting the person and figuring out a schedule. And then um, we still have to do the infamous pizza show before the end of the year to deal with the immense mm-hmm. amount of pizza phone calls that I received. Yeah, we do. So that was going to be the Christmas special show because pizza has nothing to do with Christmas, but hey, we're going to put it out there because, you know, it's going to be a stupid show. <laughs> well, <laughs> though I don't, I yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yes. I was yes. like, here, call in and talk about pizza. Nobody ever calls the show, right? The next thing you know, I've got 30 phone calls from people talking about pizza. No, hey guys, how you doing? Really love the show. Just wanted to thank you for being out there and, and doing everything nope. that you guys do. I mentioned pizza and everybody calls into the show. So, yeah, that's in the works. So, yeah, the schedule for the next couple of weeks or definitely the next week is going to be wonky for a little bit. 
And then December, we're just going to kind of weed through and take it as it happens. But um, there are good shows on the horizon, good fresh content that is being worked on right now. So um, I think we're done. I don't think I can uh, handle any more consumption of human body parts and meats and talking about this stuff anymore. I don't know. I just finished a Nutrigrain bar at a Capri Sun. I have been eating Welch's Fruit Snacks, the little gummies. They're all the Halloween. Those are really good. I like those. I love them. I love them. They're the ones left over from Halloween that you go into the grocery store the day after Halloween and all the Halloween candy's like 60% Mm -hmm. off. Yep. Diabetes. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's all I can think about for now. (laughs) That's all I can think of. Diabetes. (laughs) Uh, This is Rojan. Uh, I'll see everybody again soon. Fingers crossed. Wish me luck. And hopefully I'll make it through this, uh, this. finally get this thing taken care of and be done with it so this is where a life changer hopefully yes hopefully this is this is is rojan from lobo (laughs) this this is lobo from connecticut what is wrong with you tonight (laughs) i'm out of sorts i had to move my altar out of its location that's been in since i moved here oh yeah that spot, yes, yes. No, it's it's now directly behind my fish tanks in a crawl space. I was going to say the wife's probably not going to be real <sighs> cool with it moving into the bedroom or whatever. Oh no, I break the table down. I put the laptop away. I take the microphone down. I have to break everything down after every time I'm done. Why don't you just put it in the like little you know, that little room you had outside of there? Little room I had outside. Yeah. Oh, you mean where the kids play? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. They come crashing down the stairs. At least here I have a door and a lock on it. Okay. All right, whatever. I don't know. I'm sitting on a very expensive bench that we just got. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I got it. Can we we close the show out now? I got 99 problems and a bench ain't one. Say what? I don't know. What a weird show. Bye bye now. No weirder than the one I did on Alex Cast last night. But what a I weird didn't show. even I Yes. It's in the air. Alright, peace out, folks. Nuts!
talking to